Welcome to the Plant Grow Reap podcast. Simone. I am here today with Andrea McKenna, uh, who is the partner of Ancient Group um, and one of the founding members, I suppose. Well, not member. Um, founding, what would you say? I'm not even the sure. person who sat at the kitchen table and yes. signed the documents. Yes. <laughs> that person. Yes. So welcome. Thank you. Very lovely to have you today. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up working in uh, your current role? <laughs> so uh, Shane is an accountant and he uh, was a partner at a different firm and a little while back, 18 years ago, he decided that he uh, didn't want to be part of a big firm anymore. So we made a decision to go into business together and uh, as I said when we first started, I we set everything up from the kitchen table at home. So I kind of was thrown into um, being the founder of an accounting firm. I am not an accountant, so uh, I don't even, my ability to communicate numbers is zero. So thankfully I married somebody who is really good at numbers. Um, but so my background was in uh, marketing and communications. It just made sense that uh, I would be able to help Shane with all of the business stuff that needed to happen as part of setting up uh, an accounting firm. So. We'd been married for some time while he was a partner at the previous firm. So I kind of had an understanding of what he was um, doing every day anyway. So it just made life a bit easier to get my head around where it would all go. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So what are some of the key responsibilities of your current job and um, how have they evolved in the last 18 years? Uh, so obviously when we started, uh, we were at home around the kitchen table and uh, the team was quite small. There was just Shane and I and uh, Jacob at the time, who was uh, about 18 months old. <laughs> so, and we had two other team members uh, who had come to us with fr from the previous firm who joined us. And originally it was really just a very basic, how do we set up our systems and how do we um, put procedures together and making sure everybody got fed during the day while we were in the home office. Then it evolved to moving to a, a, an office space where uh, we went into work every day, which was a bit weird for me because I'd given up my previous job. Uh, but when I had Jacob, so which a lot of people do, they give up their jobs to go um, have a family. And so going to work every day was a bit different for me and, and then working with Shane, so making decisions together. And I think Simone has worked with us long enough to know that that can be a bit uh, challenging <laughs> sometimes. So my role has gone from being sort of just the setup stuff and now I kind of hover over everything. Uh, giving advice to team members when they need it, uh, giving advice to the HR team when they need it, recruitment, uh, making sure that we have enough bread in the kitchen so that people can make their toasties at lunchtime. Well <laughs> <laughs> you know, the important stuff that uh, makes a difference to the business. But, you know, when we started, there was only a couple of us and now there's almost 50. So uh, working with a team of 50 people is really different to 
where it used to be. And, you know, even since COVID, um, the business has probably grown in terms of the headcount of people who sit in the office. So um, now I just spend most of my day um, making sure that everyone has what they need. And, and that's my, that's what I say my job is. I don't really have a position description in the business. It's, it's just a, a job where I, um, I guess I'm like Mary Poppins and I just, you know, float around on my little <laughs> um, umbrella and make sure Hit that everybody <laughs> yeah, pull out the stuff out of the bag that yep. people need because they say, oh, you know, this has come up and, and things like that. So, um, but we've gone through a lot of change in the last sort of 10 months and, you know, put a lot of procedures in place and actually put together position descriptions. And I anticipate in the next couple of months that, you know, what I do will actually get written down because that's part of the, the project as well. So um, then it'll be really interesting for me to see what I actually do because yes. a lot of it is just in my head and in Shane's head and yeah I will not be putting my hand up to be writing that procedure I feel like it will be <laughs> yeah many, no that that one long. that is definitely a jewelry <laughs> one <laughs> so it, it seems a bit silly to be asking this question because I feel like it's not all that relevant but what does a typical week look like for you <laughs> I left that question on this because I thought it was going to be really funny. There is no typical week for me. Uh, some days I will be dealing with uh, clients because they will have a, a problem. Uh, you know, yesterday afternoon, Daniel came into Shane's office and they were having a conversation about a client situation and uh, stuff that I was, you know, giving advice on was things that no accountant would ever think about or, you know, it's things that, um, just come from general, you know, business understanding. Um, so there's client stuff that I work on. There's lots of team events. There is not a typical day or a typical week. Uh, and that's probably what I love most about it is that um, there's just so much going on and Aintree Group doesn't sit still, as Simone is very well aware. Very so well aware. there's always something different. Um, there might be a client event, there might be puppies coming in to give us cuddles in the morning, there might be uh, a lunch, there might be uh, new procedures that need to be written, there's, you know, always recruitment going on, there is always, you know, a mentoring lunch or something like that. So there is no typical week, it is really random. But what I love most about um, Aintree Group is that uh, the team is just incredible. So even if I'm not in the office, there's just uh, 10 other people who will pitch in to do the things that need to be done. And um, there's never a dull moment. It's just always everybody's got their hands, you know, ready to help. So it can mm. also vary as much as coming back from leave to an entire new business unit. Which is <laughs> a lot of Sorry, fun. Simone. <laughs> <laughs> so that one I can explain a little bit about that is that Simone uh, went away on her um, honeymoon and came back and we'd set up a new business. So and said to Simone, hey, uh, guess what? Now you're not just the head <laughs> of one business unit, but you've got another one to look after as well. Is that okay? We'll see you Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, things do not sit still. So there is no typical week and you know I understand how that really impacts on the team and I really value the fact that they are so adaptable and you know we've we've 
got such a culture where people are just really happy to move and grow. And, you know, I guess this podcast is one of those things as well where, you know, I went to Ali one day and said, oh, hey, we're going to do a podcast. And I said, do you know what how to podcast and Ali looked at me and she said well I've listened to podcasts <laughs> and I said to her it's fine you'll be fine and you know then this week we had a situation where we're like oh okay so Shane and Andrea are doing this podcast but now we've got this other idea for a podcast and uh, hence we've now got Plant Grow Reap and uh, the podcast which is pretty incredible given that you know Chelsea had about 20 minutes to get it all organized and then Ali started putting <laughs> everything together and then and Simone came in and started interviewing people. So um, that that's uh, that is a typical week <laughs> for me. I feel like it like, encompasses encompasses <laughs> yeah, apologies yeah. Um, entry group very well. That everyone sort of just jumped on board and yeah, like, yep, yeah. we can do this. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I doubt that um, in the eighteen years that there have been uh, zero challenges. So what are some of the <laughs> challenges you faced, and how have you overcome them? Yeah. There's been a lot of challenges. Um, I think working with your husband is one of the biggest challenges, but I, I think, don't know how you do it. Yeah, most people say that. <laughs> um, I think that Shane and I, because we're from completely different backgrounds and he is the accountant and I'm not, it makes it much easier. I think it would be harder if we were both in the same, had mm. come from the same um training so I think that makes it easier I don't know what it is about the two of us that makes it easier for us to work with each other except that Shane um doesn't like conflict so he will typically just say okay Andrea that's fine we'll do it that way <laughs> so I think maybe that's a little bit of it um challenges along the way you know obviously as a business owner, um, you know, uh, recruitment and staffing challenges are always a thing. People challenges are probably one of the biggest things that, you know, we have to deal with in a typical week and, you know, making sure that our team is happy and has what they need. You know, as the environment changes and, you know, the um, economy downturns in the economy and things like that, you've always got, you know, interest rate rises or, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges in accounting firms over the last sort of six to eight months has been recruitment of qualified accountants. So that one's always uh, at the, you know, something that is in the back of my mind. Personal challenges, having a family, a small family and growing them up with the business. You know, um, Jacob was a baby when we first started Aintree Group and then Emily came along and you know, they were the reason why we decided to set up the business together so that we could spend more time with them. Um, they are now both adults and neither of them live at home. So the challenge of um, Shane and I having to recognise that there's just the two of us again, that was a really big thing for us um, personally to make those changes because you spend at least 18 years of your life looking after kids and then and the business is one of our kids as well. So you spend 18 lives, 18 years of your life looking after them and then they go and you look at each other and say, okay, what do we do now? Mm. And at that point we set up new businesses and throw them at people like <laughs> Simone. So that's another, another baby gets born. Um, so that's one of the biggest challenges. And, you know, just life in general, mm. you know, parents getting older and, um, you know, all the things that come with it. 
there's been no specific, you know, really serious business challenges that we've faced. We have incredible clients. We give them incredible service. And as a result of that, the clients, you know, feel like they are part of our community and they feel like they are cared for and loved. And, you know, that um, is one of the most important things to us as people and therefore you know it's been easy to manage that with Aintree Group then the you know bringing on new business units and mm. having to learn other people's styles and things like that which is always a challenge but um, I think not not a challenge in a bad way challenge in a really good way because it you know you it, sometimes people new people coming into the business puts a mirror up to you and you can recognise that um, what they bring to the business is something that you could never have brought unless they were there bringing it to. So mm -hmm. I think um, that has been challenging but really rewarding at the same time. So in contrast to that, what are some of the most enjoyable parts of your job and specifically the culture that you have fostered within Aintree Group? Um, I mean, the one thing that stands out this morning is the fact that we had puppies in the office. <laughs> like, who can not want to work in a place where they have puppies? Um, I think that one of the biggest things that has been that I feel really proud of over the last 18 months of business is um, our culture champions and the fact that, you know, we spent a week as a firm uh, at the end of last year really delving down into why we do things and and um, agreeing to things as a team about how we would go forward and the way the team have embraced all of that this year um, and our culture champions and the way they um, put on events and um, bring us all together in fun ways has been something that has been really rewarding um, and I think we all as a team should be really proud of that uh, in particular. There's so many other things, but, you know, that one is the one that really um, comes to my mind at the moment is that we've culturally, we've just um, had a really good year with people and the way the team have embraced all of those new values, which were not new values, it's just we all of a sudden put them down on paper, mm. but the team came up with those without us really having to do much yeah yeah what advice would you give to someone who's aspiring to work in a role similar to yours don't do it <laughs> <laughs> um I think that so because I don't have a specific role and most of it is just made up as I go along and I just do the things that need to be done if you're the sort of person that needs lots of structure in your space then maybe doing this sort of thing isn't for you but um you know <laughs> advice to people who might be thinking about going into business with their partner or something like that um, don't be scared because people think that it's weird or you know always ask you how do you do that because I think a lot of um, couples would be really good in business together but they're just scared of the fact that they have to spend all that time together and you know it, it becomes a really dynamic a really different dynamic from a relationship perspective um, I think you know, the, the biggest advice is just learn as much as you can about as many aspects of business as you can. Because I, my original um, university degree was uh, an arts degree and I majored in politics and I knew I never had any interest in getting into politics at all because it is clearly a mugs game. But 
the skills that I learned at university were all about, you know, research and learning and stuff like that. And what I did from the day that I got out of university is just tried to learn as much as I could by reading as much as I could and um, spending as much time in business and listening to Shane. He has an incredible business mind. So it him talking to me about clients and the situations that clients were facing was a really good learning for me. And then, you know, deliberately learning about HR and deliberately learning about business structure and deliberately learning about things that uh, relate to business that are not dollars and cents because I'm not a dollars and cents person. I can't add up for the life of me, but the other stuff is really important. And I think people, when they go to an accountant, for instance, they're always wanting to get advice about numbers, but you can't run a successful business just on numbers. There's a whole range of things that go outside of that. So if you want to be in a role like what I do, then you have to have uh, the ability to put a finger in every pie because mm. the advice that you'll need to give to people is in every aspect of the business, including, you know, where do I order milk from yep. and stuff like that. <laughs> so, yeah. So being that your role um, changes and pivots so much, uh, what would you say would be some of the most valuable skills or qualities that have helped you succeed in your career so far? Um. This is like one of those questions where someone says to you, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Um, I don't actually, I'm not sure that I can answer that question because again, when you when I put a mirror up to myself, I'm really self-deprecating, which I guess most people are. I think adaptability and the that is the biggest thing. Mm. Just and, and not getting too stressed out over uh, how much money things are costing and stuff, which again is a very non-accountant thing. And luckily for me, Shane is the one who thinks about how much things are costing and says, no, we can't do that. Um, but yeah, adaptability is the biggest thing because, you know, the reason why we will set up a new business is typically because Shane will say, oh, we've had this opportunity and do you think we can manage it? And, you know, I will then have to come up with the 6,000 ways of managing it um, so adaptability is probably the biggest thing that I would say, um, without, you know, wanting to blow my own trumpet because I don't really, I'm not really very good at that. So have you had any mentors or role models that have influenced your professional journeys? <laughs> um, not really any mentors. A lot of people that I have, um, come across in my, time in business that uh, have had an impact but not really like on a direct basis. Um, you know, some people that were there in the very early stages and funnily enough, a lot of those people are still in my life, not in a business way but in a personal way and some of them live overseas and, you know, I just catch up with them via Facebook so thank goodness for social media but, um, you know, she's going to hate me for saying her name as well but um, one of the people that I still am in contact with to this day is a lady named Buzz McCarthy and Buzz was the chairperson of a business women's committee that I was involved in really early on in um, Aintree Group and she was just the most incredible woman. She still is the most incredible woman and had, you know, run lots of businesses herself and 
there isn't a person in the world I reckon that Buzz doesn't know or know of. And um, even to this day when she writes, uh, she's written a couple of books and she's renovated beautiful farmhouses in, you know, the Italian hills and stuff like that. And even to this day when she posts something on social media, she's just so eloquent and intelligent and um everything about her I just look at and I think one day I want to be like Buzz. I I will never be like Buzz because there's so many reasons why I'd never be like Buzz but she is like the pinnacle of um, success to me and she will hate that I've said that. Either that or she'll (laughs) send me a message and say, Andrea, that was amazing. Thank you for that. The stupid part about this whole story is that I was on a plane coming home from the UK recently having dropped Emily off and I was sat next to this lady who um, I'd never met before and we were having a chat and her daughter ended up at the same university as Emily's. It was a completely oh, wow. ridiculous time and I posted about it on my social media when I got home that I'd you know, come across this lady sitting next to her on the plane and my friend Buzz sends me a message a few days later and says, I actually know that person's parents. <laughs> Um, and I, when I sat on the plane that day, I thought, I wonder if Buzz knows these people. And sure <laughs> enough, she does. And so that that's the sort of person that Buzz is and um, probably the reason why she's the one who, you know, sticks in my mind from all those years ago. And there are lots of other people that I've reconnected with as a result of that original connection with Buzz. So, mm. yeah. Lovely. How do you handle stress and maintain a positive mindset, especially during challenging times? I think this is a very, very good question considering um, the recent COVID events. Uh, I don't. (laughs) I don't handle stress very well at all. And I guess I take it out on Shane, which is, you know, unfortunate, but Mm. that's life. Um, I am really quick tempered and really hard to live with, I imagine. So uh, I've you know, done a lot of work over the last sort of six months on trying to not be like that. Um, And it's a challenge because I've always been that sort of person. I don't know why, just naturally, nature, I guess. Um, So, yeah, I've really started to work on the concept of, you know, just like taking taking time out and you know doing the 10 second breathe and stuff like that um and I've done that as a result of you know what challenges my kids have gone through and stuff as well that you know that reflection of is it worth getting angry about stuff or is it worth getting worked up about stuff and Shane is really uh chill so I guess you know we bounce off each other like that um during COVID I think we you know, we made a really quick decision that the team had to stay home. And thankfully, we had a team around us who were really adaptable to that. I mean, who doesn't want to stay home anyway? Like, that is a really cool thing to be told. Yes, please. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And, you know, again, it's just all about adaptability, isn't it? You've just got to sit there and go, this is a challenge that's being thrown at me. How can I best handle um, all the decisions around that? And I'm sure we've made really bad decisions along the way because we haven't handled the stress well of it. But um, ultimately, I think that, you know, being adaptable just means that I'll, you know, I'll probably get angry at Shane quickly about something and, um, but then I walk away from that anger and, you know, move on. I think that's probably why our relationship works really well is because he is non-confrontational. So he won't 
come back and I guess we all know that if you're angry and someone comes back angry at you then it's much easier to stay angry you can't say yeah yeah yeah, you can't stay (laughs) angry at somebody who's just like chilling on the couch watching tv Mm. so um yeah so I think but I you know I don't deal with stress very well and I have to get better at that and it's again um, as people come into the business and show you how they manage those things for themselves it's easier to mm. see and go hey that actually works really well I should mm. give that a try I think so. you can choose it's yeah great. yeah exactly <laughs> that's it exactly do you have any projects on the horizon that you'd like to discuss with us <laughs> well, obviously the podcast is the biggest one on the horizon. It's been sitting around for, you know, some months uh, and I'm so glad that we are here today having a bit of a film uh, to do that because that's been something that I think uh, Shane and I have thought would be a fun thing to do. Um, from a business perspective, you know, we will outgrow our office space and have to you know review what we do with those sorts of things pretty quickly and you know I see those sorts of things as exciting projects because um, taking the team on a growth journey like you know reviewing offices and doing all of that fun stuff is pretty cool Um, you know Shane and I have ideas for another couple of business units don't tell anybody that yet because I'm not sure that they're ready for it but eventually there'll be another couple of business units that get added and um, you know I think there's it's always growth for us um, at Aintree Group and I think there's lots of opportunity in the business world to do you know different things and and take on new challenges and be part of um, new things I'd really love to be able to give our time to mentoring young people and I think that you know that's one of the projects that I'd like to work on in the next sort of 12 to 18 months and make sure that we're giving back Um, one of the things that our team does incredibly well is give to the the community around us and I think that uh, a lot of our team have a lot of value to offer to young people so that's something that I think that we can really move forward with and mm. all of these things are pie in the sky and Chelsea's going to listen to this podcast episode and go, oh, my gosh, another thing that Andrea wants me to do. <laughs> but that's okay. Thankfully, Chelsea's one of those people that is very adaptable. So nothing's yeah. too hard for Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad you mentioned those business units in a nice private and confidential chat. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> <laughs> what does your perfect day off look like? My perfect day off. Oh, gosh. So I really decided once the kids, once we became empty nesters, when the kids moved out of home, that travelling was one of the biggest things that I wanted to be able to do with my spare time. And my perfect day off is could be one of two things. It could be either sitting by the pool with the cocktail in my hand reading or it could be exploring a new city and, you know, doing... 20,000 steps and you know being getting into bed that night and being completely exhausted so yeah two two different types of perfect day for me Mm. yeah so with all of your travel I would imagine you have friends and family all across the globe so how do you stay connected with your friends and family in your busy life and what role does community play for you Um, As I said before, Facebook is huge. (laughs) Um, I think that we're really lucky that there's some social media out there that keeps us connected with people who are all over the world, which is really important. I was talking to somebody the other day about 
traveling as a younger person and how uh, we would do reverse charge phone calls back home to my mom. And at one point, uh, the bill came in at like two and a half grand for the reverse charge phone calls. And my mum said, I could have come with you on the holiday for that much. So um, please don't do that to me again, she said. But at least now when I'm away, um, I put a new SIM card in my phone and just text with her or, you know, FaceTime and stuff like that, which I think is just like how incredible is it that we've gone from having to send a postcard with a stamp, go into the post office and try and ask for a stamp in, you know, broken, whatever the local language is to now just being able to FaceTime with somebody from the street, basically, like, you know, oh, here, now I can show my mum what Big Ben looks like, even yes. though I'm, you know, <laughs> um, which is cool. So if social media is a big element to that. Um, in terms of my local friends, you know, we I'm really lucky that I've got a, a few uh, friends who just love to catch up for dinner and, you know, who doesn't love to catch up for dinner with your friends? So I'm not the one who organises it though. I, I'm lucky that I've got some really good friends that will, you Tell know, you start and an, <laughs> yeah, exactly. email chain or the text message chain to say come and have dinner somewhere. So uh, that's that's that and, you know, that probably happens, you know, once every two or three weeks. Thank goodness um, people are way more organised than I am. Um, and there was a second element to that question and I can't remember what it was because I talked too much. <laughs> what role does community play for you? Oh, so um, community, I mean, we've always, Shane and I have always been really active community members in terms of, you know, when your kids are at school and you join committees and stuff like that. Um, I think that, you know, now that we've, we don't have any school elements to our stuff, we've started to go out into the broader community particularly with the team at Aintree Group as well with, you know, um, becoming committee members in um, local footy clubs and uh, Shane is on the committee of the kayaking club that Emily used to be part of and um, we've got friends who are really active in community sport and things like that so we just get involved as much as we can in those sorts of things because I think that Again, like I said, we've just got so much to offer Mm. people and why would we not want to just sort of gift our time when we've got it? So community is really important and fortunately the rest of the team around us recognises that too, which is incredible because I know, you know, it's it's not a given, you know, some businesses Mm. just don't focus on that. But um, I can't imagine that our team would be the same team if we didn't have, you know, a really strong community element to our conversations. I think it's incredible that the business has grown to, I think it's around 50-odd people now. Mm. To have so many people that share so many of the same values is, I think, a testament to to yourself and Shane and and the people that you bring on board. Yeah, I think that, you know, getting our values and vision really clearly defined as well, which the team were the drivers of. Like we didn't, Shane and I didn't do any of that work. That was all done by the team to bring all of that stuff together so that um, we've got all these really beautiful graphics and, you know, posters around the office and people look at that. So, you know, now when I interview with people from a recruitment perspective, those values and that community stuff is, that's what people come to us for. Mm -hmm. It's not because they want a job at an accounting firm. They come because of those things. And um, so the team have created that atmosphere and, you know, that's 
we couldn't have done that without them. So, you know, thank you for saying it's a testament to us, but I actually think it's the reverse. We couldn't have done that just as Shane and I because it's just the two of us. The whole thing is all about what the team values and um, the team bringing it forward and, and, you know, coming to us with things like, um, you know, charity events and and whatever it is that's in that are in their you know community spaces as mm -hmm. well so it it's definitely uh you know thank you for saying it was Shane and I but it really wasn't it was everybody else in the team so yeah and I've left the question that I've been most intrigued to ask until last if you could give yourself sorry your younger self one piece of advice what would it be slow down yeah, it is absolutely slow down. And, you know, when I um, have had conversations with younger people who are, you know, moving into the business space, coming out of university and stuff like that, that is the biggest thing I say to them. Slow down. Everybody is in such a rush to get from, you know, the end of high school to the end of university to their first job to, you know, the next job and what do I want to achieve by the time I'm 25 and all of that sort of stuff. And people who are sitting there going, oh, I haven't, I don't know where I want to be. I don't know what sort of job I want to have. It's like just chill and slow down like there's no rush to get to from point a to point b like you will get there um because i just think that you know if i there's no way that i would be the same person today if i had have just jumped skipped across things because i thought oh no i don't need to worry about that i'm just going to rush through that and move to the next point and i think that there's something really strong these days in young people that you know oh i've got to do this and i've got to buy a house and i've got to get to the next step and i just think if everyone just slowed down a bit and you don't don't put so much pressure on yourself to achieve the next goal because there's um, there's plenty of time like I know that that probably sounds really flippant because sometimes there isn't plenty of time but you know for the most part most of us have got a full life to live mm. and um, trying to get from one point to the next in the quickest possible time is not necessarily the best way to do it and mm. you know I was talking to a, a young friend the other day who was a bit lost and doesn't really know what she what sort of career she wants and things like that and I just said to her I don't know what sort of career I want either and I'm nearly 50 <laughs> so and that's okay like you know sometimes things will change as you as you go like you know Simone you know my friend Julie who does a lot of work with Aintree Group as well and she has had you know 15 different careers in her life um, and all of them incredibly valuable and you know grew from the next one to the next one so you know don't be so focused on I want to be a xyz by the time I'm 25 because you know there's lots of time in between to learn so yeah slow down that was a really long-winded way of saying just <laughs> slow down people <laughs> thank you very much for joining us today and I hope um this chat has been as much fun as it has been for me for you <laughs> I've, I've learned a lot and um yeah it's been it's been really great well thanks for taking on the challenge of being podcast host for us Simone <laughs> at very short notice so to add to the CV. yeah exactly I think it's <laughs> awesome and you know this is one of the things that I said earlier that um the adaptability of my team and you know I couldn't I couldn't be prouder of everybody because people just take on new challenges and it's awesome it's such a good and rewarding thing to be part of so thank you you should do what scares you
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Simone.